Welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. To find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com. The passage we'll be looking at this morning is from Titus chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Excuse me, two, uh, excuse me verses 3 through 5. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and so train young women to love their husbands and children's, children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Matt Carpenter recently exhorted us to remember that God has made men and women very different uh, in very different ways. And God's word teaches us that men and women sin in very different ways. After, uh, after, all the, after the fall in the garden, even God's curses were given, were gender-specific curses. And so must our exhortations as we come to the time of confession. At TRC, here at Trinity Reformed, we want to be faithful to address the sins of both men and of women. And today's exhortation, as you might have guessed, is aimed at women. This passage from Titus 2 teaches that younger women are to learn from the older women. Well, first off, who are the older women that are supposed to be teaching the younger women? I think it's somewhat relative. I think you can generally apply this in in every circumstance, older to younger and younger to older. But I think in our church community, we tend to skew on the the young side. And so I would draw the line at, at TRC as the older women are the women who have teenagers uh, or older uh, who, who have left the home. Um, so I, I would say, you know, ladies with teenagers, you, you are the older women of TRC. I know that generally you may not think of yourself as an older woman, but in this community you are. Um, so, older women of TRC, I'd like to remind you of your duty to God to be reverent in your behavior, to avoid gossip, and not to be given to much wine. But you're not off the hook yet. There's more here. There's one more thing that you're exhorted to do here in Titus 2. You are required to teach the young women. Specifically, Titus 2 says the young women need to be taught what is good, to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, to be pure, how to be working at home, to be kind, and to be submissive to their own husbands. It's a lot of stuff to be taught. And we're a body, uh, remember that we're a body with many parts, and Scripture teaches us that one of these roles here for older women, uh, the part of the body, the way that you serve the body, is to teach and instruct the younger women. TRC needs our older women to be willing and available to instruct the younger women in our church. So how is that teaching supposed to happen exactly? Well, I'd like to draw your attention to the paradigm of imitation that we're given in 1 Corinthians, where Paul says to be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Imitation is a biblical technique for growing in grace and maturity in Christ. In fact, all of us learn best by imitation. Older women, you might not be sure how to teach the younger women, but I'd like to suggest that there is no substitute for actually getting to know the younger women in your parish. I'd 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 especially say the women in your parish, and then become an example for them to imitate. Hospitality is probably the best way to accomplish this. So if you want to get to know the ladies, uh, the younger ladies in your parish, 
and you want to be available to instruct them and, and to be an example to them, then invite them into your home through hospitality. And younger women, this is where I'd like to point to you, and, and because Paul's exhortation in Titus, I think, is a two-way street. Yes, the older women need to be teaching you, um, but, but you ought to be, I, I don't think the primary application of this is that the older women need to be hosting more Bible studies, or the older women need to be doing more events uh, and, and things where they can, they can teach at Sunday school and things like that. I don't think that's the primary application. I think many of these things in that list that is given by Paul and Titus is uh, are best learned face-to-face. Um, they're best learned in person, uh, in real life. At the end of 3 John, at the very end of 3 John, um, he says, I had much to write to you, but I would rather not write with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face-to-face. And so I think we learn here that there are some things that are better discussed face-to-face. There are, be- there are some things that it's better to learn and have a conversation about in person, in real life. I think we have a lot of, I know that we have a lot of women in TRC with a lot of questions, um, but it's a, it's a mistake to think that there's some simple answer. You know, that, that, that if, if some older lady in the church would just, just give me the answer to why my kids are misbehaving, uh, that, that you'd, you'd have the answer and that'd be the end of it. I think like, like John here, these are the kinds of things that we need to talk about in person. You can't Google wisdom. You can't Google solid counsel uh, for your particular situation. Reading books and watching videos isn't a substitute for learning from real life older women in your church community who know you and who know your family and who know your circumstances. The random folks on the internet who appear to have their lives really together um, have no clue who you are and how to help you in your particular struggles. And so instead of um, turning to the internet for easy solutions, turn to your church community. Build relationships with older, wiser women. And the same goes for discussions on social media or Slack or even, even text messaging. These tools can be great supplements to our community, uh, great, great, great ways to help us in our community uh, to, to stay in touch, to make announcements, to share resources. But they, they're not without their own dangers and their own temptations. I'd like to point out just a few of the dangers I see uh, in, in a lot of the, the, these tools of the internet, social media, etc. The first danger uh, would be to think that you are actually learning from older women by posting questions online. Um, so you, you can fool yourself into thinking, oh, I'm, I'm getting wisdom from older ladies. I'm part of this group. I've posted a question. A bunch of people answered. So I'm, I'm, I'm obeying this this passage to uh, learn from older women. Uh, Younger women are frequently disappointed that the older women don't have easy answers to their questions. And again, that's not how wisdom works. As we've already discussed, these things are best learned through imitation and face-to-face interactions and conversations, living in real community. Another problem uh, with the internet and social media is that there's a very good chance that the least active women online are the wisest and most faithful women in the church, right? So you're going to the internet and speaking with women, um, those, there's a good chance those aren't the wisest women in your church community. Um, that's because those women uh, are restraining themselves from spouting off their opinions publicly without talking to their husband. It's what scripture calls reverent in their behavior. Those women aren't wasting time scrolling Facebook. They're busy, they're getting stuff done. Uh, they're working at home and exercising self-control. They're dignified women with 
gentle and quiet spirits. Those are the women that the younger women want to be learning from. They're the women that you want to be patterning, patterning your life after and emulating. And the third danger I'll mention uh, with, with social media, with too much time on Facebook and Slack, and, and I think this one's obvious, but, but it can actually uh, make, make you a more efficient uh, busybody and a more efficient uh, gossip. Uh, we're told in 1 Timothy, Paul talks about uh, the, the unmarried uh, younger widows uh, going house to house and gossiping. These days, from the comfort of your couch, you can be much more, a much more prolific busybody and gossip without even leaving the house. Uh, those women at least had to go, you know, they were limited to the number of houses they could go to a day, but, but not anymore. We just have the ability to, to get involved in everybody's life and gossip about anybody. And so I'm not saying that, that you know, things like Facebook or Slack are evil or to be completely avoided, avoided but I want to encourage younger women, again, just to remember that A, it's not a substitute for being trained by older women. Uh, B, it, the wise older women in your church are likely aren't online very much. And C, it can be a temptation to avoid work, to gossip or slander, to be a busybody involving yourself in other people's business when you ought not to be. So how do the younger women learn from the older women? Here's a hint. It's not a passive process. Let's look at Proverbs 2. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom, inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. It's a very active process. It's a very intentional process. It's not just sitting and waiting and complaining that nobody's teaching me anything. It's seek out wisdom. It takes effort. It's proactive. And the Lord loves to give wisdom to those who are seeking it out. So younger women, seek out wisdom and instruction from the older, wiser women in our church. Don't bombard them with random, out-of-context questions via text message or posts online. You want to learn face-to-face and by imitation. Wisdom and godliness is often caught more than it's taught. It rubs off on you. So uh, an example here, um, well, I'll just say, you know, ask the older women to come over and spend time. Uh, ask them if you can come over and spend time with them sometime. Invite yourself over for dinner. Uh, actually get to know them so you'll have, they'll have enough context to be able to offer you wise counsel. Uh, when our oldest boys were still in diapers, um, we looked around the church, uh, we were members of at that time, for a family that had godly, you know, wise uh, teenage boys and just said, well, let's, let's find one of those families and let's go to them. And I, I literally went up to this family after church one Sunday and said, hey, we want our sons to turn out like your sons. Uh, can we come over and watch you guys in action? Can we just see what your house looks like, like what your kids look like? And of course, they were delighted to do that. Um, and, uh, and we did. We went over, spent some time with them, uh, asked tons of questions. Bethany and I both brought our list you know, of, of questions. And that, that was the beginning of a relationship that we were able to continue over the course of years and years um, at the different phases of our kids' life to go back to that family and say, hey, help us with this. Help us understand how you approach this. So younger women... Um, I want to exhort you to take the initiative and seek out wisdom. Uh, don't complain that no one invites you over or that there aren't enough women's studies or events. You need their wisdom. And uh, you may be afraid uh, to, to ask because deep down you know that those 
older women probably aren't going to pull any punches. Now, this is one of the reasons why I think Paul's exhorting women, younger women, to go to them for help and not other younger women. As the older women probably know exactly what's going on. And if you ask, they might just tell you. Older women, uh, you need to be willing to make time to teach the younger women. I know that many of you have very full, even overflowing plates right now. And the truth is that if we all just waited for the season of life, when, things, when it was easy or convenient to serve, uh, we all know what would happen. It, we, nothing would ever get done. Nobody would ever uh, do anything. Um, this, is, this is why part of our duty in Christ is taking up our cross daily uh, and offering ourselves as a living sacrifice to worship him. One of the things I'll just mention, one of the things that we are planning on doing this summer, Lord willing, is, uh, is bringing someone in to help us learn, uh, sp- specifically older women, to learn more about uh, how, to, how to do biblical counseling. So that's something that, that we're trying to, to line up this summer, and, and you can stay tuned for that. Well, anyway, the result of all this is that Paul says that the word of God will not be reviled in our community. When the women in our church are doing this, the younger women are going to the older women and the older women are making themselves available to instruct the younger women, TRC will become a people who love and honor God's word. Thanks for listening. To find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com.